Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Well, here we are, another day, another topic. And I, I feel like we have so much to talk about, but I love the way that we've kind of been hammering away at our viewpoints of money, how we talk about it, how we feel about it. And for so many, especially women, it's a tough topic to talk about because I think that they always feel constricted, right? Like it's budget, which I, I hate that word so much. Even saying it kind of just makes me nauseous. Yes. Do you I, like it? No, I don't I don't like the word because I don't like anything that's going to like put me in a box. Yeah. So I've always kind of felt that way. Uh, but you know that there's certain stuff about it that's good. So mm-hmm. where is that middle ground? Mm-hmm. And I know that you've said this before and I've heard you in yep. other podcasts we've done which is it doesn't matter how much you make. If you're spending a dollar over that in a, you know, in a month's time, then the right. truth is you're not like in a good position. So you could be making $100,000 a month, but if you're spending $105,000 a month, guess what? You broke. You're broke. Right? Regardless, it doesn't matter how much you make. I totally, like when I heard that, I think that resonated so, so well to me because um, it, it doesn't matter if you live in a trailer park. It doesn't matter if you live on billionaire's row. If you're spending more than you make, mm-hmm. you're not in a good spot financially. So here's how I want to approach it today. Okay. I think that if we can shift the thought process mm-hmm. of budget, which to me is like restricting, um, it, it makes you feel like there's a lid on what's possible. Yes. What if we shifted it? And instead of walking in and saying, let's talk about your budget, let's actually talk about the life that you want to create. Okay. And if we talk about the life you want to create or how you want to live, then back into it and say, what would it take to meet those expectations? You know, and I'm saying being realistic. If we were in a big audience today and we had two rooms, let me ask you which one you would go in. If I was doing a course in one and it said, come in this one to learn how to do a budget or come in this one to learn how to get rich, which one would you come in? No, I would go in the one that's uh, how to get rich, of course. Right, because it already is a little more uplifting than how to set a budget. Yes. But it is necessary to take responsibility for the monies that you've been given. Yes. And live within your means. But I think that there's a way to accomplish both. Agreed. So what would you say is the first thing you would do if you were in a situation to where you felt like your lifestyle required X amount of money, but you only made X, what would you do? Right. So you want to live within your means, and that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. So if if you had that, I think one of the first things is if you're not making enough, you need to cut your spending mm-hmm. somehow, some way. So you do need to take a look at it and say, hey, is this frivolous spending here or is this a necessity? And certain things are a necessity. We all know that. Right. And you can't do without certain things. And there's certain things that, uh, you know, are not. Yeah. And I think it's different for everyone too, by yes. the way, because I am a skincare junkie. Yes. And I can remember even at the lowest of lows, like when we were at the point of filing bankruptcy, I, I'm not giving up my $250 face cream. I'm just not doing it. That's <laughs> called a necessity for Amber. 
but it may not be a necessity for someone else, right? You know what's so funny about that? Because I, when we were going through stuff and as we've gone through things, there are stuff, there are things for me that are called bonus. Yeah. So Mike knows, and a lot of people are like, man, how do you get away with buying this stuff, Mike? And he goes, my wife always says, if you bonus, you can get what you want. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't care what you do right. with it, right? right. So. I think for things like that, go out, if you have things like that and they're not within what you're wanting to spend or your plan of how to get rich, Mm -hmm, per se, or mm -hmm. how to do better in life, then you need to figure out a second type of income. So you need to figure out how to make money on the side, a hustle. That's right. side hustle. And I think looking, I do this thing. I've done Mm -hmm. this my whole life. I don't know why. I can't explain it. And Ryan to this day will be like, why does that play in your head? But <laughs> I have this, my kids call it IWOB. Okay. okay. What is that? It means if I were a bum, if I were a bum. Yes. And I play the tape every day. So I could be driving down the car and I may see that on Tuesday nights, you know, some they, they give away something free somewhere. And I'll be like, okay, if I were a bum, I'd be there Tuesday night. Right. Or if I were a bum, this is where I'd sleep because it's covered. You could right. go in this. My brain functions on a daily basis like I'm on ground zero. You know, that there there is something to that. Right. So it never matters what I accomplish or what I have, or I wake up every day like, all right, what if I was at zero today? How would I function? And I just think that one act of functioning like I'm at zero rather than, all right, the budget mentality, I've got $150 to spend today. Like I function differently. Well, I think, so two things on that. I think as far as, um, you know, where where would I be in all of this? I do something kind of similar and I do a worst case scenario. And I'm not a negative person whatsoever. I don't think um, you're negative. No, no. But I do do like when I'm buying, like investing or anything like that, mm-hmm. I always have something in the back of my head to where I'm like, worst case scenario, this goes south. Mm-hmm. Or worst case scenario, because nothing always goes exactly how we expect it to. You know, there's there's always going to be hiccups along the way. But like when I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, worst case, it doesn't go exactly the same way. And here's a curveball or here's a curveball. Am I still okay with the outcome mm-hmm. before I make a decision? So I think that's similar to like what you're talking about. I, I have, um, I think about, I think differently. Mm-hmm. It is, it's a mindset. And that leads us into the second area I feel like is what, self-talk you have going on in your head. I hear so many people, mm-hmm. so many people, well, we can't afford that. Or, you know, it, poverty mentality is what I call it. Yes, me too. Now, I have complete compassion for people who are struggling, but Absolutely. I also think we all are given the same opportunities. So you can either choose to sit and waller in the woe is me, right? Or I'm going to outlive my money. Like, man, that's a slap in the face to God because he's never intended like in any scripture, in fact, this morning I was reading Psalms 112, which just yep. happened to be my devotion. Yep. His desire is for us to be wealthy. Absolutely. It actually says just fearing God alone is what brings on wealth. Like, think about that. It's so simple. It's so simple. And it's passed from generation to generation. Yes. So if we know that scripturally, and if we know that, and it's a mindset, why would we ever speak from the space of a poverty mentality? You know, it's just to me a slap in the face to how I feel like God wants us all to walk into. Now, are there seasons where things are lower than others? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We are still so much wealthier than 99% of the world. Absolutely. And you get more 
you should be able to do more. So I always say that you are and you become what you're around. Mm -hmm. But then also, um, as you get money and stuff, you become more of what you already are. So if you prepare yourself now, wherever you are in life, like just stop at where you are and just say, hey, okay, I want to be this, then you need to be preparing yourself and um, to become what you're wanting to be once you get to the income that you're looking for. That's right. It's kind of deep. but No, I, you're so right though, yeah. because if you look at some of the wealthiest people in the world, they're giving. Yes. They're giving and they're committed to that. And I know, like I love giving, you love giving, mm-hmm. and it's just part of our DNA. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, honestly, I'd probably give everything away if I could, because the truth is, is, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. No. And I, I I love Dave's mentality of save, 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 but what are we saving for? I mean, the truth is, is you should have savings, yep. but you should also give as much as you possibly can. In every opportunity, I think God gives you doors to walk through and says, hey, this person needs your help, or this ministry is doing great things, and be kingdom-minded in the giving. But I also believe that, you know, there's so many people that hold so tight, you hit it on the nail. They just become more of what they already are once money's given. Yeah, I think we were talking with a guest earlier mm-hmm. and they said something and and you and I were talking about it and they were talking about how when they they got into a struggling point mm-hmm. and they didn't have the finances that they needed at that point, they became super selfish. That yeah. was their words, not mine. Um, that they, they were just grabbing on to every penny to pay for the necessities. Mm-hmm. And that's not how we're meant to live. That's right. Um, that is not how we're meant to live. So I think that if we can discipline ourselves for a mm-hmm. short period of time, then we can do what we need to do and we can give and we can be the stewards that we need to be in a later period of time. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a better feeling personally to give than to be stingy and hold on. But yes. it's a natural reaction when you're struggling, like she was stating. It's natural. Natural. To try to like preserve every penny because you're so scared. But if you walk in freedom and you're like, you know, hey, don't stop your giving. It actually means more in that season than any season, right? Absolutely. What can come from it. So, Absolutely. So good. Yeah. Well, when we were talking about the stingy part, she was talking about how it was stingy, but I also, like, when I was listening to her, heard fearful, mm-hmm. almost a fearful yes. because she knew, you know, this is how much is coming in. But there's ideas of things that we can do along that way, Amber. You and I've talked about this a million times that you don't have to just sit there and and meddle, muddle in it, right. but you can go out and do other things as well. I mean, do a side hustle. There's nothing wrong with that. That's right. And you guys have like been big proponents of doing that. And I've seen you all teach millions how to make a lot of money. Sure. The truth is, is you're very capable of getting out of any situation you want to get in, but it starts with the mentality of, you know what? This is not God's best for me. And I know that there's more out there and I'm going to go after it. And there's the only thing that's hindering people is actually themselves. And so the mentality of poverty or woe is me, Mm -hmm. or that's generational. I know for us, we want to instill in our kids that we're not going to hand you everything. We want you to be just as disciplined. And in return, guess what? Our kids at 15 are making more money than I did at 25. So because they know they're capable of it. Right, well, everybody's and you're speaking capable life of it. Into them. Speaking life, mm-hmm. your words are so powerful. So powerful. So remove the word budget. Remove the word. You know, um, we're broke. How often do you hear that one? We can't do family vacation because there's no money. That's a generational oh. thing too. On the we're broke. Uh, that was something I read about that when I was a kid. So my, I, I told you that my mom and dad, um, they were entrepreneurs and. Uh, 
I grew up in that and they were always doing, you know, they had like self-help and motivational books Mm -hmm. and there's so much you can get out of that. I mean, some of them, you know, know and, and find mentors and people that'll give you the right type of books because there is some stuff out there that probably isn't, but some of the ones that they had, they were just so powerful and I believe this one was maybe Jim Rohn or someone, mm-hmm. and he's passed, but man, he's a legend. Right. He is a legend, and he always talked about um, you know, being that person and speaking life, and uh, that's something that I've instilled, and, and my parents, for sure, changed the generation for us, mm-hmm. me and my sister, uh, but also we, me and Mike are working to take that to the next level, and I know that you and Ryan have definitely mm-hmm. done that for your kiddos as well. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. exciting to see because you always want to see your kids do more than what you ever did, yes. right? And it's not really even about the monetary wealth. It's more about oh. using the gifts that God's given them right. to make a difference yes. in the world. And for me, that's the driving force. And I know for you also, it's, I just want to make a difference. I want to make a difference in people. And the monetary value that comes with it, that's extra. That's great. But the truth is, is that's not my passion. My passion is making a difference. Absolutely. So it's very rewarding. Um, And I also think I see people struggle sometimes with, okay, well, this is where we are now. You're talking so much about wealth, but how do I get out of my current situation, right? So... I think we should share with them a few of the things that we did, like when we were at that point to where, okay, if you're not going to set a budget, how are you going to get out of it? What could you do today? I have a funny one. Do go you ahead. want me to go yes, first? Yes, of course. Okay. So I used to go give plasma. Do you remember that? Do you yes. remember plasma? If I were broke or needed money or wanted something extra, you know, um, I'd go. And literally, you could give it like twice a week. And back then, they only paid $25. I mean... I would be sitting there. They take your blood out, divide it, keep the plasma, put the blood back yep. in. Supposedly it re, what is it? What is it called? Like it re something. It like Rejuvenate or yeah, something, right? Within like 48 hours, <laughs> yep. you could do it again. So literally, I mean, if you were given plasma twice a week, that's 50 bucks. So that's like what? In a month's time, you can make $200, $200. extra. Just give them plasma. I did it too. So, okay. So I don't <laughs> feel so bad. We're basically soul sisters on that. Let me tell you my favorite. My favorite is when I had Sable, I was like, I love eating out because I do not like to cook. But of course, I didn't have a lot of money back then. So I would sign up to be a secret shopper, Tiffany. And I would go in these restaurants and all I had to do, they'd tell you which restaurants you could go to. But once you went, then you just afterwards filled out a survey, attached your receipt for eating, and you'd be fully reimbursed. Amazing. Right? I'm going to start doing that every day. So literally, (laughs) I I think about those things that I used to do and I look at people Mm -hmm. sitting down, woe is me or GoFundMe. I I can't even deal with the GoFundMe, which is a whole other conversation. Oh my word, yes. And I want to say, go go get plasma or could you just sign up to be a secret shopper? And even now they have ones through a company called PRC, Mm -hmm. which if you haven't signed up for that and you want to make additional revenue, it's called PRC. Yes. And they do all types of like, you know, one I got invited to was be on this panel to talk about skincare. I mean, I'll talk about skincare all day long. All day long. $300, Mm -hmm. like easy peasy. So being able to look outside of your current situation and actually see additional ways to drive revenue here and there. If you're in situations where you're trying to get out or need some extra money for vacation, do whatever it takes to a certain extent. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. I mean, there's a cap on that. (laughs) Yes, we will put asterisks on the corners of that. But 
I agree. I think that, you know, even when I was, um, so when I was young, I, I wrecked my car and my dad was finally like, listen, I'm not paying for any more stuff. I will pay it, but it's going to be a loan and you're going to have to pay me back. And so I had to figure out, okay, how am I going to pay him back? And Mm -hmm. at the time it was like, I think it was like 3,300 bucks. But man, like 3,300 bucks when you're like 18 years old or 19 and was like, how am I ever, like, I'm, I may never pay this one off, right? Like, I just, like, I had no right. idea. It seemed like a mountain, no. I'm sure. And, and so I went and I worked at this jewelry company. This is a totally true story. And so I went to this jewelry company. I started working there. And they were like, I'll pay you six bucks an hour or something. I mean, yes. And so I'm like, oh, oh Was my. that minimum wage back then? I don't even know. But it was, yeah, pro- probably not. I think. I think you're getting ripped off. I, but probably. <laughs> but so I do it. And I I see the first check and I'm like, oh, this will, you know, right. all of a sudden they're pulling social security uh, yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? I'll never, I'll never get to this amount. You know, I'm paying him like 60 bucks. And I was in college at the time mm-hmm. and they were like, well, yeah, but if you sell the good pieces and the big pieces, you get commission. And I'm like, oh, huh? So all of a sudden, game on, right? Right. So I'm like, I will sell every engagement ring yep. in that store. So like when you saw me, mm-hmm. you didn't see me over with like the pendants. Or, you <laughs> saw me at engagement, you know, the city because I knew. And you could just see, like I would be looking for young guys coming in. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep, I'll take that. Yep. Which is brilliant. Yes. It's like you knew what it would take. You saw it and you went after it. But in your mind— Yes. You had already determined, I'm going to sell these. Yeah. It, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, the- I, I get it. I mean, when I get my mindset on something or accomplishing or achieving something, honestly, I mean, the Bible says the faith, you know, the size of a mustard seed. Absolutely. I literally see it happening. Yes. I don't even question or doubt or I see it happening and I charge after it. You go to work. Because I know that given the gifts I've been given, I, I can do this yep. by the grace of God. So it's literally a mindset that I've carried my whole life. And I'll tell you, it truly is probably the biggest component for my success. I know for yours, mm-hmm. that when you walk in that, when you walk in that confidence that God's God's with you, He's for you, He's not against you, He wants you to be wealthy, He wants you to succeed, then I think... What the result is, is just continued confirmation, right? And the results, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. No. But it just means that it's available to everyone. Absolutely. Take it. Walk in it. So, and then the last area I think we should talk about. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to watch people make the same financial mistakes over and over and over. So how do you deal with that? And I know as a friend, and I have friends like this, that you're watching them. And I'm talking they're the same age as me, but they're they're constantly finding themselves in this woe is me mode. How do you how do you deal with being around people like that? I don't. I don't. I don't I don't, I don't want to be around people with a victim mentality. Yeah. Like I just I it's exhausting. I love you. I love you and I'll be your friend, but I'll be your friend from afar because mm-hmm. that will wear off on you. Uh, that'll wear off on us. Totally. You know? So I I just have made the decision that when I pick people to be around or to spend time with, I need to pick people that are going forward, that are moving forward, and that are taking action, not people that are sitting around and dwelling. Now, what, let me put a, bad things do happen. Mm-hmm. And things out of your control can happen. Mm-hmm. And you do have a right 
to have that moment to sit back and mourn things. Mm-hmm. You do. Well, I mean, and I'm not just talking death. I'm talking bad businesses or, you know, uh, relationships. You yeah. have a moment to do that. But once you've done it, you need to have a place where, okay, I'm going to give myself, I'm going to set myself this much time, mm-hmm. and then I've got to move forward. I don't have a choice. And, and yes, acknowledge that you played a role. Yes. Right? I played a role in whatever yes. the bad thing. So to act like a victim mm-hmm. is just so ooey. I just met with someone who had that mentality a little bit, and immediately by the time they left, they shifted it. Because I think if you can acknowledge and accept responsibility mm-hmm. that I played a role in getting me in the situation, sure. what did I learn from it, and what am I going to move forward with? you can walk out with such grace and dignity. Absolutely. I mean, saying that I'm a part of it is step one, Yep, I believe. I I feel like we've got to get a support group together (laughs) here. Debtors Anonymous. Debtors Anonymous. (laughs) Another tick. We'll put that on the the list. But absolutely, there's a lot of people like, well, it's not my fault or I didn't do it. Someone did it. Exactly. The debt didn't just get there or the situation didn't just get that way. Right. Um, Or you're still renting because X or you don't have a home because X because there's plenty of tools and resources out to help. Absolutely. But you first have to acknowledge that what you're currently doing is not working. It's not serving you. It's not moving you in the right direction. And then from there, I think that's where the power happens because you're able to really, okay, I'm accepting responsibility. I do not want to live like this the rest of my life. I'm going to change my financial future and my children's. I think that that's a big one too, is people say that they they don't want to live that way, but do you really not want to live that way? Because a lot of times it's not just, I don't want to live that way. It's making the decision that I won't. Mm -hmm. I won't live that way because a lot of people will say it and it's just a talking point. That's right. Like if you really don't want to live the way you're living anymore, you've got to make some changes. No question. So good. So just to recap what we've talked about today, because I feel like we've covered such a great, you know, topic and we could go on for hours about this. Right. But the three takeaways to remember, I think the first is just know your current situation. Know where you are. Put Mm -hmm. it all on the table. Have open and honest conversations as a family. Yes. And see where you are and see where you want to be. Right. And, And don't put a lid on yourself. No. You know, the second thing is, is speaking positivity over yourself, speaking, you know, um, blessings and knowing and believing that, hey, this is not going to be our situation. I'm not just going to speak it, but we're also going to put a plan in action to get out of it and improve it. And this is where we want to be a year from now. And then the third is really see yourself outside of the box and get uncomfortable for a little while doing things, whether it's taking on a second job. For you, it was looking to know that, hey, if I sold the engagement rings, right? Taking action. Taking action. Mm -hmm. Go give plasma. Go give, you know, be a part of PRC, you know, to where you can be a survey group, whatever you have to do. Amber, I will say there are so many opportunities out there when people say there's nothing out there. It's just simply not true. Not true. There are so many opportunities. If you're thinking that, maybe you're looking and and pigeonholing into like one certain area. Yep. Because so broaden yourself. That's right. Broaden. Go into different areas. If you're in, you know, food or if you're in clothing, all of a sudden go into photography. Mm-hmm. Go in. There are so many things that you can do part-time that will help you to move you forward in the plan that you made for yourself. So good. Yeah. And hopefully to our listeners, if you're listening and you feel like, I don't know where I currently am, I don't even know how to figure all this out, reach out, go to the website, reducemydebts.com, 
um, print off our budget worksheet, which yes. I think is so powerful. We don't call it budget worksheet. We actually call it how to get rich. How to get that's, rich. That's actually what we're striving for. Mm-hmm. So print that off, reach out, set a time to speak with us. We'll be happy to share more. Thank you for listening to the Life After Debt podcast. If you have any questions or you're still wondering, how can she help me? Reach out to us on our website, reducemydebts.com and fill out our 15-minute clarity call request. We'd love to hear about your situation and help you and meet you where you are. So don't hesitate, reach out because truly there is life after debt.